Today's episode of Jimmy Podcast Roll may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get started with today's program, I want to remind you all about where and how you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. That's right. We're on Twitch, baby. And on YouTube, you can find me at Jimmy Podcast World. That's at Jimmy Podcast World. On Snapchat and Twitter, you can find me at Jimmy Pod World. Jimmy P-O-D World. Please like and subscribe and repost. That support goes a long way. And how else can you support the program? Is by going to JimmyPodcastWorld.com. That is JimmyPodcastWorld.com. Also, if you're an Amazon shopper, and I know you are, hopefully an Amazon Prime user, you can support the program by going to Amazon through our website. At the top of the page, hit favorite and bookmark once you enter the Amazon page. We will get a few pennies coming back our way with each purchase. On our website, you can see pictures of our podcast and guests. Also, blogs that are updated often. My Twitter feed and all social media accounts mentioned have links through my website. Lastly, still looking to show off your support for my podcast? Then check out the merchandise shop page where you can show off your support. We have hats, shirts, stickers, and more. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and share that out as well. Jimmy Podcast World, sports, tacos, the world. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And coming to you from iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We are broadcasting on Spotify. Really quick shout out to uh, Joe Rogan there with that Spotify exclusive deal. Uh, he'll start his podcast there exclusively September 1st. Um, a huge influence on me and this podcast. Uh, so congratulations to him. Although he probably and for sure isn't listening to this, but shout out to uh, to Joe Rogan there and uh, everyone at uh, that works on the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, we are coming to you today with a very special episode, episode 20. That's right. We are now 20 episodes deep into Jimmy Podcast World. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, I am, you know, it, it's been a, for sure a definitely a learning experience, um, Really launching this episode or this podcast uh, with episode one airing January 16th. It was a uh, MMA episode uh, breaking down UFC or uh, yeah, breaking down UFC 245. Or at least it was a, uh, a pre-show or a lead up to UFC 245. And since then, we've done a lot of things. We've we've done definitely a lot of MMA. So much so that it's now its own episode count on our podcast. Um, so while everything else is is on a continuous podcast episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, you'll notice like you'll look at 
my podcast. You see an episode six podcast and an episode six MMA podcast. That's just anything that's going to consume some time from me. That's going to take up some podcasting space. will get its own podcast episode. I think I've mentioned this in other uh, episodes before. Um, speaking of episodes before, uh, this being episode 20, I guess I released 19 episode 19.5, uh, just about 30 minutes ago. Episode 19.5, uh, was just a test. So if you see it out there, it says like not a podcast audio test. Um, there was a couple episodes that I've had on my podcast where the audio was pretty low. I noticed that I, um, on listening to a couple of them, I had to put them on full blast in order to listen to it at a normal kind of volume. So, uh, if, if that's out there, uh, I'm sorry, um, put it on full blast. Uh, this episode for here, you don't have to, uh, this is officially episode 20 and today we're covering, uh, the last dance episodes nine and 10, the finale of ESPNs. And I, and actually I thought I had read and I didn't know this, that it was also a, a Netflix uh, presentation. But, yeah, this will be on episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. Um, but before that, just to talk about a couple, couple more things. Um, Child Jimmy Podcast World uh, for everything. A um, couple things moving forward. We're going to have some equipment. We're going to have some pretty cool things. We have some studio lighting. We have a green screen that we'll do. When we'll work on with uh, some form of fashion, maybe on this podcast, maybe on a video podcast. Maybe it's its own thing. Um like I said, the the big kind of umbrella that Jimmy Podcast World sits on is Jimmy Podcast World Entertainment. And with that, we're going to be able to do like comedy skits, short stories, and really a lot more. So we'll have that green screen that we'll be able to use. Um, and we'll be doing a lot more. Um, definitely want to kind of hit it harder on, on the social media accounts. Uh, have Jimmy Podcast World Presence uh, out there a lot more. Uh, we want to release these podcasts on a more consistent basis. Um, I was doing that with um, my Infinite Rants podcast episodes where um, just random kind of um, current events, daily event stuff that I would talk about. And, and you know, seeing maybe that would be do, done every Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. Um there's a new segment that I'll be bringing out shortly. That'll be um, maybe in the next couple of days. Um, I'd like to do one possibly, if not even tomorrow. I would like to do one called Jimmy versus the wall. Uh, this will be me. Um, I have a projector. It's kind of shooting off into the wall and I can see, I can see whatever I'm wanting to watch, whether it's, it's, it's ESPN, a movie, uh, YouTube or whatever it may be. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot up my, um, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, and just kind of do like an infinite rants, but on that. So I'll see people's like dumb posts or whatever, and I'll just talk about that. Or someone talks about something like uh, a hot topic, actually, that I actually posted on my personal Facebook page about uh, like Bill Gates and, 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 and the vaccine that he says he has or is trying to make. I'm not 100% on that, I don't, so I don't want to talk too much about it without knowing more. But you already have people that are saying, like, oh, I'm not going to take it, and, and it's, a, it's a pandemic. I, I, I've, I've seen that often. And, and um, uh, very interesting conversation. 
uh, a very interesting conversation. So we'll um, we'll uh, I'll see about maybe even releasing one as early as tomorrow. Um, but that'll be an ongoing series as well. Um, one of the my favorite uh, things that I've done so far is uh, doing the coming coming to America series where I. Uh, the only episode uh, to date has been the one with Tommy, my friend Tommy, on his story about coming to Sierra Leone, from Sierra Leone to the United States. Uh, that was a great one. Um, in talks with my mom now on how we can present her story and have her on the second episode of Coming to America. Um, so we're talking about the best way to present that and how we want to go about that. I think I have a pretty good idea on how I want to do it. So we're definitely a lot more ready now. Uh, that's That was one of the driving forces behind wanting to do this podcast. Yeah, I am deep in MMA. Yes, I'm deep into sports and other stuff like that. But I also want to talk to interesting people with interesting stories, some inspirational, very inspirational stuff. And that was one of the first things I thought about. I'm like, if I do this podcast, I can hopefully I can interview my mom. And and, and I want And I want to have her on. Uh, recently she approached me because I had, I had talked to her about it before, uh, but she just approached me recently. She goes, Hey, whenever you want to do it, let's kind of talk about how we're going to do it and, and let's record. So pretty, I got pretty excited when she said that, um, I think she would have done it either way, but knowing that she's behind it a hundred percent means, means, means the world to me. So, um, look forward to having that out soon. Um, Definitely changing the way stuff's presented. Um, one of the things that I want to do with MMA is present that in a way that is friendly to those who aren't fans, who might be curious, and the casual fans as well. And hopefully, you know, convert the non-casuals to casuals and the casuals to actual fans. And I know a lot of the times when, when I present MMA... I think I'm presenting it, and I've been told this, I think I'm presenting it in a way where it's presented to people who know MMA. And and I can present it in a way where it's presented to both, right? Those who know and those who don't. So I think I'm going to you know really work on that as well. I want to be a promoter of the sport. I want to be a voice for the sport. I want to be someone that helps promote this sport, uh, Moving forward, uh, one of the things that we want to do with this uh, podcast is also work towards getting credential to attend MMA events, to be able to interview fighters and decision makers of any promotion, um, as we are a promoter of MMA. Um. Pretty proud of, of, of 20 episodes. Um, I love the podcast community. I love some of the people that are starting their podcast. Some people that are reaching out to me on how to start one, what equipment to get, uh, do's and don'ts, uh, failures on my end, uh, which I'm willing to share. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, and on that note of podcasts, uh, new podcasts and stuff that's out there, uh, make sure to check out uh, Larry's new wrestling podcast and stuff. Larry is a good friend of mine. 
met him through my cousin years ago at San Francisco State. Uh, Larry, uh, sometime after I met him, moved to uh, Hollywood, uh, pursue a um, a career in comedy, uh, has made it back up to Northern California, and starting his own podcast. And I, I, I hope to be on it. I hope he's on mine. We could maybe do some collab uh, uh, broadcasts on both podcasts simultaneously, something of that nature. Um, check it out. If you're a wrestling fan or kind of curious or want to check out something new, I definitely recommend it. Um, so, yeah, today we're here to talk about The Last Dance, episodes 9 and 10 of ESPN's presentations. And I believe it's Netflix's again, a presentation of The Last Dance, uh, episodes 9 and 10. We're done. We're here. We're at the finale. Um, I got through it without uh, much... Yeah, Jordan did this, but that player did that, or Jordan did this, and that player did did better, or whatever. Um, I believe I watched the the episodes as, um, very much in the moment, very much in the '90s, '80s moment of things, um, as it occurred. Um, when I was critical, I don't think I was hating, as some have said. I think it was more along the lines of calling what I saw. And episodes 9 and 10 fall into the same boat. Um, episodes 9 and 10, I, I got to tell you, there was mixed feelings. Um, I liked episodes 9 and 10. And I also felt like I don't know if it was like a placebo type thing. Um, I felt like episodes nine and 10 were a bit rushed. And and I had read about that. I had read that because they hurried this, this documentary to come out now. Uh, very strategical, right? We're all home. We're not doing anything. Very much in need of, of entertainment. Um, and after Tiger King, what else are we doing? So they did feel a little hurried. Um, ten episodes later, five podcast Jimmy Podcast World episodes later on the Last Dance. I really liked it. There was obviously a lot we already knew or should know as as fans of basketball, fans of Jordan, and even. Even I just talked about being a casual fan. Even if you weren't a fan, you knew about Jordan. And even if you weren't a fan, you knew about Jordan and gambling. You knew about Jordan and his retirement. You knew about Jordan and his dad being murdered. You knew about Jordan going out for baseball. You knew about Jordan and Nike, Jordan Gatorade, Jordan McDonald's, Space Jam. You knew about all of that. You knew he was considered the greatest of all time. And still is by many. So in retrospect on the 10 episodes, there wasn't a lot that we didn't know. There was a couple things 
sprinkled in here and there that that were like, whoa, I forgot about that. Or I didn't know that at all. Um, I forgot that they had declared that uh, sixth uh, NBA championship season known as the last dance as they had already declared that, hey, they're dismantling. I forgot about that. Knew about it, but forgot about it. I don't remember the first Dennis Rodman trip, the, the, the one to Vegas. I don't remember that. I don't remember some of the feuds he had with some of the players. But I do remember his feud or his, his on-court battles he had with Reggie Miller where... Um, Where the episodes really kick off. Reggie Miller recaps that he uh, his rookie season he uh, he was outplaying Jordan. In the first half, and then uh, Reggie Miller comes up to him and goes like, "You're Michael Jordan, the guy who walks on water." And then Michael Jordan came out the second half and scorched him. And later uh, came out with. Um, Jordan responded to Reggie Miller with, uh, don't ever trash talk to black Jesus. Um, so from that point forward, he either referred to Jordan as black Jesus or he referred to him as a black cat. And not a lot of people know that. Uh, there are actually, what Jordans are they? The 13s or the 14s that are, uh, I think it's the 13s. Um... Yeah, uh, the 13s. Uh, Jordan 13s, uh, there's a, a shoe style that's called the Black Cats. Um, That was kind of a name he had that maybe not widely as Air Jordan, his Royal Airness, uh, MJ, simply Jordan, and as many refer to him then and now as the GOAT. What I liked about these episodes, and here's where I had mixed feelings, right? I felt like it was uh, hurried up and forced editing-wise, but I, I also feel like it could have been a placebo effect on me and going like, man, it does feel like that because that's what they had said. They hurried this stuff. This documentary wasn't supposed to come out till the summer. But I really enjoyed these episodes because it finally talked about the last dance. It talked about the last the last season a lot more than the other episodes did. It still didn't focus as much on the Bulls as I wanted it to. Ten episodes in, and the most disappointing part was, did you focus on the Bulls? There was a lot of things that I felt... Um, could have could have been better about all ten episodes. I would have liked to have more accounts of like other executives and just front office people 
um, a security guard that worked the arena, uh, 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 a janitor, a custodian who went in there at three in the morning to clean and saw Jordan shooting or something like that. Uh, fans, uh, longtime season ticket holders, uh, people that were in the crowd talking about uh, when he had his last shot. I would wanted to see more of that. Um, I wanted to see more on Pippen. I wanted to see more on Rodman, more on everybody. Coo coach. Luke Longley. Um, I want to see more around the surrounding cast. Uh, talk to have the 12th man talk to us. I want to see more on that assistance. Interns, just people with stories about the Bulls and about Jordan too. Yes. Um. We focused a lot on the '80s, but we didn't focus on the Bulls. We focused on the on the Bulls because of Jordan, right? Uh, we didn't really talk about. It seems like they skipped 18 months that Jordan was gone. Right? That was one of my. Big takeaways from from some of the other episodes I talked about that uh, they they pretty much went oh and he uh, retired for eighteen months and now we're back and I'm just like damn dude like I wanted to see more on on the Bulls This, um, these episodes went on, of course, on, it talked about the flu game, which ended up not being a flu game, ended up being a food poisoning game. Uh, Jordan, they talked about how they were staying just outside of Salt Lake City, uh, in a ski, in a ski resort town. And he was really hungry. It was really late. There wasn't a lot open. And um, he was basically food poison. They said something like five guys came to the hotel to five or six guys came to the hotel to deliver the pizza that Jordan's team had ordered uh, by team, like his staff of like security guards and cronies. And they were all very anxious to see who this was for. Um, And it turns out it was for it, it was for Jordan. Apparently they were right <laughs> that it was for Jordan because whatever they did to the pizza, that's the one thing that I'd like to ask them, people that have done this. Uh, the, the I mean, this happens, I don't want to say all the time, but it, it has happened before and since then. Kobe was also uh, food poison, I believe, in Denver. Um, So... It, it it happens, um, and hey, in the playoffs, man. However, you're gonna help your team against uh, one that's widely considered then and now the greatest of all time. Why not? Curious as to how they of uh, they um. Curious as to how they're able to. 
how they're able to food poison like that. It'd be interesting uh, to to have them come out. It's weird how they haven't been, you know, discovered. It's not that hard to find out where Jordan got the pizza from. It's not that hard to find out who worked that night. One of them had to brag to their friends. One of them had to brag to their family. And then they said, hey, let me go tell someone else. Just, hey, keep it on the down low. Yeah, Bob from Salt Lake, Salt Lake Quick Pizza, whatever. Uh, yeah, he food poisoned MJ, dude. Like, seriously, like, someone's got to know something out there. But apparently it was food poisoning. Jordan was the only one to eat the pizza. Apparently he was the only one that hadn't eaten or was, or was hungry. Um, but... Um, but yeah, so it wasn't a flu game and that's crazy how that kind of blew up a little bit. I thought it was a flu game. I never knew it was food poisoning. I don't know if it's ever been said, you know, Jordan could have come out of himself and gone like, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, not food poisoning or not a, not a flu. It was, um, it was pizza. Um, I mean, still the fact that he went out there food poisoning will keep me down. I'm not, Jamie ain't working the next day with food poisoning. The episode also went over um, a very uh, crazy and powerful moment uh, for for uh, the documentary. One of my favorite moments, I think, of the documentary. And favorite moments, um, not in what happened, of course, that'd be, that'd be pretty messed up. But in that it showed uh, it, it showed a little bit of, of of Steve Kerr and his upbringing. And his family and his relationship that he or his life story that he shared with Michael Jordan. I hope that a lot of you still have mom and dad or had them for a bit. But how many people can relate to my dad was shot and killed. I really hope. I really hope not a lot of you. And quite honestly, I hope none at all. But it was a very powerful moment in that it 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 um showed a side of Steve Kerr that I didn't know. I had a friend so go like, damn, I forgot about that. I didn't even know about that. Steve Kerr, even now as a head coach of one of the greatest organizations in the last 10 years. The head coach that was a part of the best record in a season twice. Member of multiple championships as a player and as a coach. I didn't know that. His dad was... um, one of the heads of, of, a, of a small school, small college, whose previous dean was kidnapped. I feel like they said that has he has not been found to this day. 
And then entering Steve Kerr's dad, and Steve Kerr's dad gets shot and killed. Crazy. Makes you wonder what the hell is going on at that school. It's kind of my, my I said that out loud. Um, but yeah, him. He said they asked him, "Did you and Jordan talk about that?" Right? Because they didn't talk about anyone else's dad on the team getting shot and killed. So it'd be something that if Jordan could talk to one person on the team and have this moment with someone where they could cry together, share together, empower themselves to move forward. And Seifert's like, no, we kind of just knew and we knew we had that and we kind of just moved forward with that. Um, another thing that, that was there was, uh, given that this was a Bulls Jazz heavy, obviously, right? They played the, the Jazz back-to-back seasons. And out of the six NBA, or six NBA championships and five teams overall, right? The Lakers, the Blazers, the Suns, Laser, Blazer, Taser. Sorry, uh, dodgeball reference there. Lakers, Blazers. Suns, Sonic, Seattle Supersonics, and two Jazz back to back. I'll try to, I'll try to pull back from this as much as I can, and say that this was for sure their toughest task. Probably the most complete team they played in the finals. Now, Jordan said one of the toughest, if not the toughest, toughest in the East, along with the Pistons, were um, were the um, Indiana Pacers. By the time Jordan overcame the Pistons, they were already an older organization, crumbling. So he he talked a lot about the the jazz being as tough as it came and for sure with me undoubtedly the hardest most difficult opponent they had in the finals by far a lot of you will say the lakers with magic but they were old magic was on his way out the whole team was 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 just getting dismantled left and right portland was good Led by Clyde, Drexler, but not, not at the Bulls' caliber. And the Suns had a lot of good players, a lot of role players on their team. But Charles Barkley, that was that was it, reigning MVP. But that wasn't a challenge as well. Uh, I remember the Sonics were really good. Sean Kemp, you know Gary Payton. Um, very exciting, very good team, but just wasn't as none of them were as to me, a big of a threat as the jazz were the jazz, as much as those other teams are, and we'll remove the Lakers from them because they didn't win. They won a few, but none of the other teams, the, Blaze, uh, Portland Trailblazers, 
Phoenix Suns, Seattle Supersonics, who are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Utah Jazz. None of them have won an NBA title be, uh, since then. The Lakers have. And it's very unfortunate that the that those other teams met Jordan. What a gift for the teams. What a gift for the teams that won in Jordan's 18-month absence. And what a gift for the teams that won after that. I really wish I would have talked more about um, the Houston Rockets. Who won during Jordan's absence. That would have been something to to talk about. They didn't really cover that at all. Um, One of 94-95 just kind of. Right as, right as, you know, that that break that Jordan had, they were the team that took advantage of that, that saw an opportunity and went for it. It's crazy how none of these other teams won during 94, 95. Not Portland, not Phoenix, not the Jazz, not the Supersonics. That's crazy. It was funny because a few years back, it was uh, Cleveland Indians versus the uh, Chicago Cubs in the World Series. And being that uh, years ago, being more of a hater than anything, cheered against who now I consider a model organization with the greatest quarterback of all time, New England Patriots, Tom Brady. When they were going for that perfect season, even with the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, was like, I hope they win. I don't want to see the Patriots win that. And now I'm like, damn, I wish I would have cheered for the Patriots. Not that that would have made a difference. But I would have preferred to have... um, Been along for that ride positively, positively in, in in the sense of seeing that through. And when you see these other teams, like the Utah Jazz. And they go back-to-back with the Bulls and don't win. That's crazy. Uh, Jordan 
talked about how he went to go visit uh, Stockton and Malone um, at the Bulls facility uh, when they were in town to play. And that's when uh, Russell, Byron Russell, approached Jordan and called him out and said, hey, man, if you were still playing, I could guard you. But you're a quitter. Jordan, in this documentary, has mentioned how he it was, was out for revenge. Definitely not the reason he came back, and we'll kind of go away from why I think he came back, but... But um, he remembered that, remembered that a lot. The thing that stood out about the documentary was a lot of the celebrities that were like right before uh, they would go to break for a commercial break. Uh, they would talk about their favorite Jordan memories and so on. Uh, that was pretty cool seeing how he influenced just more than just basketball. And that's what I keep saying. The As the icon, there's no doubt that in basketball, in the NBA, he is the icon. The second person and everyone else under him combined are not combined the icon that Michael Jordan is. He is a transcendent athlete. He's a transcendent entrepreneur. He's a transcendent owner. He's a transcendent brand. How many brands do you know that do not have anything to do with that sport? Are now all of a sudden a part of that sport? Let me explain. You see Nike on different jerseys, different shoes and players and so on. Yeah. But one of the teams that I feel is a brand first is a team I cheer for, the Dallas Cowboys. Do you see that star in baseball? Do you see a soccer team out there being you know, wearing the Cowboys logo on the top left? Uh, Tom Brady has his own logo, Tiger Woods. A perfect example would be that. The Tiger Woods logo in a cornhole tournament. You haven't seen that. Michael Jordan is a logo in college football. He it is a sponsor of a team. Michael Jordan is I believe it's Michigan. Michigan Yeah, it's Michigan. Their jerseys have the uh, Michael Jordan logo. Um, when is the last time you saw that? You're not seeing LeBron's logo. You're not seeing Kobe's logo. You're not seeing Tiger Woods' logo, Tom Brady's, Bryce Harper's, Mike Trout's. You don't see anybody else's logo. His opponents, some of them wore his shoes. His teammates wore his shoes. 
his his uh I believe it was Marcus Jordan, his son's uh school in Florida. I believe they were where they were sponsored by another company, Adidas or something like that, and Marcus refused to wear though that brand. Why the hell would the son of Michael Jordan be seen wearing something else? Good one, Adidas. That ain't happening. They ended up, I think, ultimately losing that sponsorship, and then I think Jordan picked them up or something like that. So, um, one of the other places that he's on is NASCAR. He is um, Denny Hamlin's sponsor. That's insane. When we're talking about Michael Jordan, the icon like that. Lastly, the thing that I want to talk about is as, as positive I wanted to remain with this review of 9 and 10 and in closing, uh, great work, great way to entertain us. Um, there are sports that are trickling in now, right, uh, led by the UFC. I'm proud to say that as a fan, as someone who covers them on my podcast, as a promoter of the UFC, promoter of the sport of MMA. We have NASCAR now. We just mentioned, you know, Jordan being a sponsor of that. A cornhole, <laughs> cornhole came back. Or I don't know if it ever left. Who the hell noticed? Um, but as we see sports to trickle back in. And this need for entertainment. Look, if there's a way to to make it safe for the performers of this sport to entertain the masses still at home, uh, trying to fight off depression, trying to fight off anxiety, trying to fight off those type of things, have us unite around the television and, and give us something... To be hopeful about. If anything can escape. And that's what this documentary did. It allowed me to produce five episodes. As good or as shitty as they were. It allowed me to produce five episodes. For that I'm thankful. If I haven't sounded like it. Trust me. I am. If you can come back. Come back. I know that the thought is, oh, well, it's not the same without the fans. Look, neither was the UFC and had three successful cards. Very exciting for the UFC. Very great outcome for ESPN. Having them on. This documentary did great. Why do you think things like things like Tiger King blew up as much as he did? We were all home. I do not turn on tune in to watch NASCAR. 
Spoiler alert, they turn left. I I get that the difficulty in that, and I get that there is um, a great skill behind that. Honestly, I poke fun at it. it. It's just not my thing to tune into. But I did. I watched, we watched something like 20 laps of NASCAR the other day. Sat down and watched some cornhole. And now I'm like, dude, I want to get my own cornhole thing out here. So, very thankful for this, man. Extremely thankful for this. Look forward to much more. Now, there was a very stupid question I asked on, on Facebook about who would you want to see next? A documentary on the Warriors or a documentary on the Lakers? The, the Warriors with Steph and Clay and, and Dre Scrub and I guess Kevin Durant or the Lakers with Phil, Kobe, and Shaq. I need to hold back from saying what I really want to say about what I think you are for asking that question, but that was a very stupid question. One is a global team. I just explained that Jordan is the icon in basketball. Of icons, he is one of those icons. He's on the Mount Rushmore of icons. As an organization, the Lakers are a... Icon of icon of organizations, a storied franchise, not just recently through the history of the NBA. Just because it is a very popular regional thing does not make it a global thing. I seriously doubt the state of Montana gives a shit about the Warriors. Someone living in Antarctica. Freezing their ass off. The North Pole, Mars, all want to keep tabs on that Lakers organization. So, thank you for that. Um, my biggest takeaway, or one of the biggest takeaways, I think, was... Um, so they had declared that to be the last season of, of of the Bulls, right? With Jordan, Pippen, and and Phil, and they were going to dismantle the team, let players go, trade players, and whatnot, right? Steve Kerr ended up with the the Spurs. Um, Pippen ended up, um, I believe, with the Trailblazers after that. But the one thing that they ended with was. Well, they wanted us gone, so we didn't say anything. If they wanted to talk to us, you know, Jordan said something like, Scotty and Phil would have come back. Why didn't you speak? I seriously doubt that the GM, who felt the way he felt about you and you felt the way you felt about him because of who you were and the more credit that went to you, MJ, and you, Phil, and not Jerry. I seriously doubt if you went to the owner and went, hey, man, we're coming up for one more season. Here's what we got. Sign the contracts. I guarantee you they would have done it. It would have been great to see them do it one more time. And for anyone that's saying like, 
oh, he sh- they should have gone out, you know, like like every organization does, losing. Like like if 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 they came back, let them come back and lose it to the next team. That's the way it should be, or that's that's also a hell of a story. No, it's not. I don't count Jordan playing with the Wizards. The last shot to me as a bull is the way I remember him. That is his last shot. How many times did you go? Oh, he went out on top. He went out after winning. He retired a champion. How many times do we talk about how great it was that John Elway and the Denver Broncos and the way he went out winning back-to-back Super Bowls and called it quits? You always want to retire on top. You want to do it your way. You retired. That's why Kobe, rest in peace, retired when he did. He called it. Players do that all the time. And we admire them for retiring when they did. So I... I call a little bullshit on Jordan and the rest of the team for saying that, hey, you know what? They, they just didn't want us back. That is complete horseshit. You guys would have been back had you guys wanted to, especially if Jordan was your guys' spokesperson, was your guys' representative in those meetings with the executives, the owner, GM. Oh, the, the Bulls organization wouldn't want you back? Sell out suck, jersey sales, concession stands, parking, TV deals, radio deals. Get out of here with that, man. I, I do not buy that at all. You don't want to be the the story of the next franchise to knock out like you guys did the Bad Boy Pistons. You don't want to be a crumbling team like the Lakers and, again, the Pistons. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that falling apart organization holding players longer than they should have. To be made a mockery of. How is it in boxing or MMA or some combat physical sport when someone is still playing past the point that they shouldn't be playing anymore? It's terrible. It's disgusting. As I often reference pro wrestling, I'm not a fan of older wrestlers continuing to try and wrestle It is a damage on their legacy. It is a damage on the way we think of them. You remember what they did in 92, 80 something? Yeah, but do you remember their match at age 53, 55, 60? That will always follow that. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm glad that the Bulls, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, and the rest of the Bulls, Retired and stopped when they did. My thought was their best chance to do it is when Jordan left. Had he not left, they could have added some then. They didn't. He left. Retired. Took a leave of absence. Suspended. However it is you want to talk about it.
there are some pretty cool documentaries coming out soon. ESPN's 3430 is back with, um, they're doing quite a few, right? They're doing one on um, Lance Armstrong, which which I, I want to review. Um, we're doing a handful of them. Lance Armstrong is the one I remember. Um, but, man, I'm all about documentaries. When done good, the way Netflix does them, the way ESPN does them, they're done good. Um, thank you guys for listening. Again, share and like, subscribe, promote, f- positive feedback for me. Check out jimmypodcastworld.com, at jimmypodcastworld on most social media accounts except for Twitter and Snapchat, Jimmy Pod World there, Jimmy P-O-D World on those two. Um, and I will see you guys very soon. I might do one tomorrow night. Um, apparently, we have a four-day weekend work-wise, so I might just bang out a few uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, you guys keep being safe out there. You know, as much as we know or don't know about this COVID-19, you know, do your part. Um, I hate wearing the mask, but I do it anyways. I, I, I'm, I'm usually a stay at home person, but I hate the fact that I don't have, you know, that want and need to go against what people are saying. And, 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 um, I'm staying home. Just do your part. Let's get through this together. Let's encourage more documentaries like this. Go out and tweet about how great this was. This Michael Jordan thing. Tweet about us and how we're covering this. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it may be. I'm really pushed for some of this sports stuff and live stuff that could come back safe. The way the UFC's done it with their testing before each event. So that we can get some goddamn entertainment. So that there's more to talk about when I hit record on this board here. Thank you all for listening again. You guys have a good night. Uh, Episode 20 is in the books. Here is to the next 20 episodes to episode 40 and beyond. I am Jimmy. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your listening experience, your podcast playlist for 20 episodes. And, um, I'm doing everything to to be better for you, to to continue to grow, to continue to grow our audience and 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 really make a statement with this podcast. Uh, this is Jimmy Podcast World. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Special thanks to Adam Levine.